It's only entertainment. Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. Today, we're going to take a look at a report from Viridian Capital Advisors on the deal tracker. That is how much money is being flowed in from capital raises, mergers and acquisitions, and all that good stuff. So in terms of capital raises, there were three fewer capital raises and a $319 million lower volume this week and then the prior week compared to the same week last year there's five fewer transactions that closed with a 32 million dollar higher volume with an average deal size of almost 20 million this week versus seven in the same period last year so the largest equity raise happened on june 1st with the valens company they closed a bought deal public offering uh, at a U.S. $2.73 per unit for a total proceeds of $38 million. $23 million of the proceeds are going to be used for opportunistic expansions, $4 million for capital expenses, and then the balance for working capital and general corporate purposes. So in terms of public company listings, both public companies that raise capital this week are listed on the Canadian. Uh, one is on the Canadian Stock Exchange and one's on the Toronto Stock Exchange, and both are on OTC markets. In terms of equity versus debt capital raises, equity-based capital accounted for all of this week's capital raises, and none uh, had debt raises. Viridian believes that uh, debt raises is going to continue to be the wisest form of corporate strategy. And the reasoning behind that is there's going to be equity valuation multiples have to come down from their peaks. And then on a historic basis, they still have to be attracted from an issuer standpoint. Debt costs have also come down significantly. You're seeing major multi-state operators raising debt with single digit all-in costs and frequently with no equity kickers, which won't dilute any shareholders. Most importantly, there's a cannabis debt has come with low or no prepayment penalties, giving issuers a valuable optionality to react to equity market changes. So why haven't there been more debt issuances or debt raises? So the answer might lie in this table here, which shows that the top 10 multi-state operators or MSOs, their performa for publicly released data on capital raises and cash merger and acquisition consideration, they've now more than $2 billion of cash. For the most part, these MSOs are more worried about spending cash than raising it. I think at this point, the last thing you want is to be another Aurora or Canopy Growth that has to write off a billion or $3 billion uh, you're just not going to get investor capital as easy if you're just sitting there writing it off as some you know, useless or worthless expense. Investors now are looking not only for clean balance sheets, but an appropriate use of their capital. And if that doesn't happen, you're not going to get it. So cash is king at this point. Uh, if you waste it, you may not get it back. In terms of the capital raised by sector, one of the companies that raised capital this week came from cultivation and retail, and the other came from an infused product and extracts company. Moving on to mergers and acquisitions, there were seven M&A transactions that were completed last week compared to none in the prior year period. So Viridian, they've tracked 144 transactions year to date in 2021 compared to just 32 in the same period last year with public companies being the buyers in 83% of this year's deals year to date compared to 91% last year. Private companies need to come on the come up with that one because if 83 to 91% are public companies buying out, that's a missed opportunity to go out and find somebody in another state, another region and find your own M&A. So it's not even cash that's, that's being uh, thrown around. It's just equity. So I think 4% 
of the amount of these mergers are in the form of cash, the rest is, is um, stock. So although dilutive, it's obviously working and more private companies need to figure that out if they're going to be competitive in the long runs. The volume of closed merger and acquisition transactions targeted at U.S. companies year-to-date is $2.8 billion. That's 66% of ahead of the previous record year in 2019. However, the chart here shows two non-U.S. mega deals. That's the $7 billion Jazz GW Pharma deal and the $4.5 billion Tilray Afria deal. That's dominant uh, consideration for the volume year to date. One of the most interesting M&A transactions happened last week with Hydro Farm Holdings. They closed its acquisitions of House and Garden, uh, Humboldt's a wholesale import logistics company. Consideration of approximately 125 million was paid in cash using a portion of the 326 million from the company's May equity raise. The agricultural technology sector has registered a record equity capital raise year to date and a record number of merger and acquisition transactions. As long as more of these deals are accretive, that is, you know, as long as they're better merging together than separate, you're going to see a lot more of this happening uh, as time moves on. So public versus private, five of the week, seven acquisitions were made by public companies, merger and acquisition by sector. The buyer and seller in this week's seven deals were from the following sectors, uh, hemp, investment M&A, cultivation, agriculture. Bottom line is deals are getting done. So look for your exit strategy. Otherwise, you might be a Larry's Handy Mart in a world of 7-Elevens. Maybe that's your thing. I don't know. That's not what I would want to be, though. But that's my opinion. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Or don't. And I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out. And check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, I'm Gary, and I invite you to discover the Cannabis Podcast, a bi-weekly podcast focused on a Canadian's cannabis culture. I would be the Canadian, and my cannabis passion and culture has been building for five decades. I share that passion for this wonderful plant in every episode, through conversations with cannabis advocates and enthusiasts, stories about the ever-changing legal environment, and some hands-on testing of product in a segment I call Cultivar Corner. The Cannabis Podcast, a Canadian's cannabis culture, one token at a time.